Hello everyone and welcome to Opinions Are Mine, episode 3, title Creative Quest. Sounds amazing as a title, is of course stolen, no, inspired by um, Questlove's new book, which is Creative Quest. So the book is called Creative Quest and I've been reading uh, the book for the past week uh, and uh, I, w- I was super stuck. I, I, I want to be like very, very open with you. Uh, I-, I think I've recorded this episode already like three, four times and then deleted because I want to say so many things, but it doesn't come out in the right way. And so I will try to be actually as short as I can, because when I start, it looks like I get lost and as short as I can, and maybe I will do two episodes because there's so many things I want to say about creativity and that's why the title is Creative Quest. So, by the way, read the book if you can. It's really enjoyable. It's enjoyable because, and it's also the other Questlove book, the Momenta Blues, which is basically is autobiography, but it's also a music journey. And I'm yet uh, to read... Uh, something to food about, which is the food one, because Questlove is also very, um, very, uh, I mean, I would say obsessed with uh, with food. And so he has uh, met uh, 10 chefs, I think, for something to food about. And uh, there was like a lot of conversation about it. You can find information also about food in Creative Quest. Uh, because Creative Quest talks about creativity in general, not just um, uh, the music business, which is where uh, mainly Quizlove uh, operates in, but also creativity in general. So food is there, art is there, a lot of other conversations are there. Uh, he talks about a neuroscientist that actually made me have a lot of fun because there's this neuroscientist uh, called... Uh, uh, W.R. Clem, Clem, which I think is uh, William, uh, William, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, William R. Clem. So you find it, so, uh, Clem is uh, K-L-E-M-M, and uh, you will find a bunch of stuff from him uh, online. There's a TED Talk. He's a neuroscientist, uh, a, a, a vet, uh, like, um, I mean, he studies animals, he studies people, brains, like, he's one of those, those people. So I, I found, like, what I like about Questlove books that it gives you also all these references. And so you, I, I start searching usually when I read a name that I don't know, I always go on Google. This is something that is also interesting if you are doing marketing in general. No, it's what we call second or third screen. So I'm reading on a Kindle device and then I go and check in the same time I go and check on Google and I find an answer and then I go back to the first screen after I check the second screen. The second screen can also be in your phone and this behavior happens also uh, when you are watching TV and you have your laptop in front of you but you also have your phone on the side. So you're watching a content, you are commenting a content maybe on Twitter from your laptop but you're also texting a friend on WhatsApp. So it's like now, all these behaviors are very common to me, and especially when it's about research, because that's uh, what I do also for for living. So, 
uh, I was looking for this guy and I bumped into this uh, book that is from the 90s and it's a book about the Air Force. But inside the book, this guy has a chapter where he talks about leadership, creativity and innovation. And he talks about how leaders, which are not all the time creatives, should actually engage with creative people, which I found super fun because if I think about uh, many of my experiences uh, in the in the creative industry in Ghana uh, I mean it, it's 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 so but it's not only the creative industry like think about it so um, every business should give some space uh, to creativity because creativity is problem solving Creativity is uh, uh, seeing something that is not there yet uh, and try to make it happen. So it's really important if you have a business to think about how you should engage creative, lead, uh, creative people. Of course, it's even funnier uh, the moment uh, you work in an industry like uh, advertising where I come from and you find yourself dealing with business leaders who don't want to have anything to do with creative ways to deal with things. And apparently a creative leader, one of the main, um, the main uh, characteristics of a leader who knows how to engage with creativity should be to be able to uh, give space to uh, discussion, disagreements. And uh, let me read exactly what it says. So first of all, uh, leaders who wants to be successful in the, cre in, in, I mean, who wants to have successful relationship with creatives inside their organization should change their attitudes about yes men and conformity. This is a scientist talking. It's not a creative who wants to bring uh, like uh, somebody from uh, to, to their side of the fence. So it's it's really about conformity. It says the enemy of creative thought. Now, I mean, I know creative agency where people have to work in suit and tie because there's a dress code. So can you imagine? Uh, then there is. Um, another rule or anyway, another part of the article that says that a creative leader should show the mavericks that they tolerate them and even value them. So by definition, they say creative people are more likely to be non-conformist, not only in their thinking, but sometimes their attitudes and behavior. If such people are valued in an organization for what their ideas can do for the group, then a certain amount of tolerance for unconventional behavior is the price that has to be paid. Think about it. I'm laughing. And then create a climate for discussion and disagreement. In their analysis of successful executives, some studies have proved that they're, um, so what, what does it say? Like that the, the disagreement, like uh, this climate stimulates workers to, to come forth with their ideas, giving management a chance to use those inputs to generate even better, more workable ideas. Creativity fits up on itself, producing more and more creative ideas. And I mean, even in, in, I was in a place recently where uh, disagreement was punished by getting fired. No, not a disagreement in general, but like, um, I mean, fighting. Which, I mean, what do you do in a creative agency if you don't fight about ideas? That's the, the, that's, that's the main 
thing that you should do. So anyway, the bottom line in this article say that creativity and innovation are not mysterious forces over which leaders have no control. Progressive leadership can and does create a climate that encourages creativity and innovation, which is super amazing. So think about if you are a creative and you work in a business in Ghana, please let me know if you have this kind of leader. I want to meet the person because I think I was very, very unlucky with my experience. So moving forward uh, and still starting from the book that I'm, I was reading, uh, there's a part that I found very, very interesting. Also, because as I was saying, I was super stuck in the past week. There's a lot going on. I couldn't record the podcast. I couldn't like, like there was like, I couldn't write. There was so much, like maybe I wanted to do too much. And so nothing was coming out. And uh, there's a part where Questlove talks about this kind of uh, creative blocks. And he says that usually what he does um, is to, I mean, what I do in general is to feed my brain. That's why I was reading so much. I read a lot of poetry and also watch a lot of documentaries and trying to read, read and listen to music, old music, stuff that I didn't remember was there so that you can read even rework on ideas that you already had and, and, and make it happen in a different way or just like repurpose the idea for a different objective, but just changing the perspective. And so Questlove talks about D'Angelo at some point because D'Angelo is one of these artists that we know got stuck many times in his career. Unfortunately for us, because I mean, he's one of the most talented music artists ever. And, um, and he talks about the moment between Voodoo, Brown Sugar and Voodoo. So first album, Brown Sugar, amazing success. Everyone is expecting him to release another album immediately. And he's he, not, he's not coming. And so a lot of frustration. So D'Angelo starts working on, um, on, on, uh, on, on some cover, cover songs. Uh, and I mean, when you say, when we say cover, it's not something that is so despicable to talk about. Uh, sometimes some covers are even better than the original. And that's the case, not the case, because I cannot say that uh, she's always in my hair from D'Angelo is better than she's always in my hair from Prince. But it was an amazing cover of the song, uh, but apparently required so much work. And it really helped D'Angelo to come out from the moment of, of, of like, of, of block, the, the creative block that he was going through. And uh, and also reading, it was very interesting because I found out something that I didn't know at all. And so Questlove um, started talking about uh, David Bowie and some of the lyrics, the David Bowie lyrics, uh, saying that he found out uh, that um, sometimes David Bowie would um, take like a piece of content, which can be from a book or poetry or whatever, and just use the same piece of content, just changing the words, just rephrasing or using synonyms of the same word, like rephrasing the same concept. And that would generate a song lyric, which I've, I found so like oh, enlightening in a way. And, uh, and it's a way to get inspired, but not copy and paste something, right? Like, of course, we get inspired from something that we have seen before. And that's what creativity is about. Imitation. Yes, we say the best flattery. But one thing is, 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 uh, 
rethinking something that was there before. Like, look what look what Versace is doing right now. Like, Donatella is basically recreating the old collections, but adding uh, a touch of modern style. And, and it's an amazing, and it's an amazing work. I, I'm loving everything that is coming out from Donatella right now. Even if it's it, it was Gianni work, but she found the way to make it still relevant. And I mean, it's amazing. So one thing is that, one thing is paste and copy. And so very quickly, because I don't want to uh, drop a super long episode, there was something that I was discussing a lot in the past two weeks because there were things happening online that I've seen. So one thing is Danix Peters. Uh, I don't know if you guys know the uh, the brand Danix Peters. And it's actually uh, a super young uh, fashion designer and a friend and um, a Radford uh, graduate from uh, uh Last year or two years ago. Oh my God, time flies. Time flies. Mm, and uh, she has this very popular t-shirt that we've seen. I mean, I have it, but I'm sure you've seen it. Like, Afia is wearing it. Afua Raida is wearing it. Uh, uh, the members of La Membe Gang are wearing it. Uh, official Kwame. Like, all, all the people in the music, uh, art, uh, uh, celebrity business are, are wearing it. And this is this t-shirt. Please forgive me for my accent and pronunciation um, that t-shirt we all know belongs to Danix like she designed it and actually the design and the font and everything is really really super cool and I love it now what happened is that somebody else which I don't know the name of the brand because no one wanted to tell me what is the name of the of the brand uh, created a very similar t-shirt I mean actually really really terrible in terms of quality compared to Danix one and um and uh they um, they've been called out on social media so i've seen posts from Danix from Radford University from uh, the fashion forum in Ghana but i don't understand why no one wanted to ma- to name the brand who actually copied the design I don't get it. Like, what are we trying to achieve being peaceful with somebody who's stealing your idea? But maybe there's something behind it. I don't know. But so, of course, it's really unethical to do something like that. And on the other side, there was another debate. And again, here, I'm not gossiping because it was out on social media. And it was between the Shopakra and Threaded Tribes. So very, very short, long story, super short. Uh, And I've spoken with both of them. So... I'm not expressing a specific opinion. I'm just saying what I've heard. And if any of them wants to uh, re- re- change the, the the story, please let me know uh, because we will definitely uh, talk about it again. But I've reached out from the shop to the Shopakra, and the Shopakra basically told me to check their statement on Instagram. So it's out there. And I spoke with Threaded Tribes and basically the story is that we all know Threaded Tribes, uh, Indigo Fabrics and uh, Matte Clothes uh, coats. The story from this side is that the the, the coats were uh, in stock at the Shop Accra, which is one of the few concept stores in Accra together with uh, El Loco and Loco House and Untamed Empire. So the... Uh, codes are in stock at the Shop Accra. The Shop Accra starts doing the same design using the same fabric and uh, it puts the design uh, close 
to the threaded stripe design so that it's kind of misleading for the for the customers because they don't understand anymore who's designing and she's selling uh, using let's say the visibility of threaded tribe which is a brand that became famous just for this kind of 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 coats like th- that's the only thing they do now on the other side um the job across is saying that no one owns the patents of matte clothes or uh, matte cloths, sorry, and uh, or indigo fabrics, which is, I mean, it's clear. That is clear. We all know that. We all know that, like, no one owns Kente, right? But a design as a ownership. And I was even checking today with a lawyer, and apparently, even if you're not registered a trademark on a specific design, if you can prove that you were the first one designing something, uh, you can still sue. Now, so what I'm trying to say here, and it's uh, something that I think we should think about very, very seriously, is that there's a law for everything in this country. And uh, I think that when it's about creativity, shading people, shaming people, yes, it has a meaning, but what we have to start to do is to go to court or to make people pay when they steal something from a creative person. I'm personally involved right now with some lawyers. So if anyone is interested in getting their stuff protected, there's job to be done. What I'm trying to say to all the young fashion designers and super cool creatives in this country is to start to think about the legal part of their business, even before putting their stuff out there. There's a way to protect whatever they are doing. They have to think about it. Guys, please reach out if you want more information about this. I'm trying to do something. So, of course, in terms of moral support, uh, uh, these young fashion designers have all my support. And uh, it's totally unethical to copy something, especially when there's a young, upcoming, super cool, uh, local fashion designer coming up. But there's also a legal part. So you guys need to start to think to protect yourself because your image on Instagram is not only in Ghana. Like there's probably somebody in China copying your stuff and you don't even know. But if you are protected and you find out, you can sue and make enough money to really build your business wherever you want. So please start protecting yourself. And the same conversation has the same value for um for a music artist i really think it's time to start talking about seriously about royalties and about the fact that radio stations keep playing artist music without paying any royalties so i really would like you guys to start reaching out for me because i i'm on to something I'm not going to tell you now, but but it's important. This is the conversation we need to start. It's not about shade. It's not about uh, it's it's not about keeping the peace in the country. There's no peace if you guys cannot make money out of your art, and it's important that we start to take it seriously. So I'm going to work on that, and uh, uh, this is mainly what I wanted to talk about today because creativity is really important, and I really think that that can save not save, can build this country. We, we really don't need oil and gas to build this country. Also because they've take every, they already took everything. Gold, oil and gas, they took everything. 
They sold everything. They took everything, almost everything. They're not going to give it back. But your creativity, no one can take it away from you. And so please start protecting yourself. And uh, as long as I'm going to be here, I don't know for how long, I will try to help. So please reach out and let's keep starting conversation about it. It's very, very important. We need to start to sue people and drag people. People would think I'm crazy today, but yeah, I'm kind of like, I had this moment of, of breakdown. My brain was like, turn off, but, but when I turn it on, it's on. Okay. So this was like the main things I wanted to talk about. And, uh, so yes, just giving a quick recap to what is going on. Um, yeah, book quest, book of the week. Um, Creative quest is so important. Please read it. Let me know what you think about it. Uh, it would be amazing to start reading your comments to the things that come out from the podcast. Uh, I wanted also to leave a comment about something that uh, my beautiful poetra Asantewa tweeted, um, tweeted this morning. So poetra said something that I think um, is, is very important. And she was like a bit sad, she said in a tweet, um, about um, the fact that uh, Ghanaian artists seem to support each other a lot, but only in their own circle. Like, let me find the tweet and exactly what she said. And I kind of agree. Um, she said, where is it? Come here. Anyway, so the, the, the thing was mainly that um, she found uh, very sad that uh, there are these uh, circles of artists that support each other, but only if you are... Okay. <laughs> Always a tad bit disappointed in Ghanaian groups or artists who only ever support projects when they are involved in it, when it's their friends, or when it's a woman they can call sis or... a men they can call bro and it's something that i really agree with there and actually reply that what is also said about this is that they don't only support people in their circle but it's kind of a blind support so if i'm in a group of artists and we are like no we are connected we are connected i don't know record label or other things that can actually uh, connect the group so that we know there are circles in ghana and actually the circles are pretty close they support each other, but they support each other in a blind way. So if, if my if my bro or my sis is uh, is having a horrible performance, uh, he's not even able to keep uh, the the tune on stage, or his new video is terrible, or his new song is really below average. I'm still gonna say that it's awesome and it's amazing and you're amazing. This is killing the artist. Is killing them. They perform, as we said many times, for an echo chamber, and this echo chamber keeps uh, tapping their back and say, "You're awesome! You're awesome! You're awesome!" They are not learning. They are not growing. Uh, no one is uh, uh, giving them uh, constructive criticism. If you give criticism, they call you a hater, and that's not what criticism is supposed to do criticism is supposed to make artists grow so we also need bloggers please start 
start giving some real criticism to artists. It's important for them. It's impossible that everything is cool. It's absolutely impossible that everything in this country is cool. Some music is terrible. Some videos are terrible. Some visuals are terrible. We need to start to say, not just to destroy. We can always say, look, dude, I think you're super talented. But as a music critic, as a music connoisseur, which is something that a blogger who blogs about music should be, I think that you should improve these or the lyrics of these songs are very bad or that the production could be done in a better way. We have this conversation, but always behind the scenes and never in front of the artist and never directly to the artist and they are not improving and they are not growing, especially the young ones. So I think that is very, very important and it's a conversation that we need um, to start and we need to be more open, like, it's not only your group of people that are doing the cool stuff. There's cool stuff everywhere in the country. And so you need to support also people that you don't know. You need to, you need to say if somebody's doing something cool, you need to say. Uh, so yeah. So that was the other thing. Then we have the shout outs for the week because I wanted to be short this week. So a couple of shout outs or at least suggestions. Um, there is still an exhibition in Gallery 1957 that has opened a few weeks ago, Bright Aqua and Michael Tsoi. If you want to see some really good criticism towards politics and religion in Ghana and in Africa, because Michael Tsoi is from Kenya and he's, he's really, I mean, he has done some, um, Ghana inspired uh, artworks, but it's also like, I mean, very general. Uh, if you want really to have your, your, uh, I don't know how to say it, but I mean, get, get your, your, um, yourself inspired and also in a provocative way, go and check it out. There's a new exhibition opening at Nubuke Foundation. Nubuke Foundation is really, really amazing. And so I'm going also to check that out. It's students from Tagoradi and his paints and sculpture. Uh, there's some new music coming out or music related stuff coming out. I've not listened to that a lot actually at all for Kuvi. Kuvi is uh, releasing his uh, EP called Groovy. Uh, I mean, we know, we all know Kuvi is one of the most talented producers uh, in Ghana. So I really can't wait to listen to it. I didn't go to the listening party because that's not the way I enjoy uh, listening uh, uh, music. I really need to have like a more um, I mean, a different environment. One thing is a listening session, like more like a press conference one thing is a party and I don't really feel like that so I will listen to that but I'm quite sure there's a lot of interesting thing also the collaboration inside the EP looks amazing so check it out and um, North is out with some music it's, it's funny that I, I almost forget about it but anyway North has released a song it's called Above Average I have some um I mean, I have my opinion about it that I've already shared with him. Uh, share your opinion with the artist if you think that it's not good enough or if you think that it's good enough. It's not just about using the usual word. It's not about awesomeness, vim, genius, whatever. Constructive criticism. If it's good, why it's good? If it's bad, why it's bad? Uh, Warlass is coming out with a new video. I'm actually very curious about that. Uh, it's an animation which I'm curious because it's very, very difficult to get 
super good quality animation. So if it's super good, it's going to be another cool uh, art coming from Ghana. And so I want to check it out. This song is not my favorite of the new album. Abusai is an interesting song, but um, I don't know. I, I, I feel weird about that song because it makes me think about like a sort of Warlassy dark side which is probably there because Rulas is a very deep artist and you can see it. Uh, like you can see that he has this uh, funny side uh, with some songs, but it's also like always deep, but there's also, I think like something like a dark side behind. And then what, that's what Buzai makes me think about. But uh, I'm very curious about the, um, the animation video and uh, oh yes. Okay. So two, People and actually two women that I really, really want to um, give attention to for five minutes. So the first one is this amazing woman that I just found out on Twitter. And um, her Twitter handle is Kukilicious. It's K-W-K-Y-E-licious. Her bio says, native daughter of the Fanti people of Ghana, proudly African, lawyer, blogger, teacher, feminist, vegan, book enthusiast and music lover. I am in love with what she's doing. She is uh, posting everyday information about homosexuality in West Africa and she's giving references, she's giving historical facts and she's been really killed and attacked in so many ways by Twitter trolls and also very people with not really um, clear ideas about what, what she's doing. But anyway, she's amazing. Please uh, follow her if you are interested because she's giving facts and that's what I love. It's not... the when is facts is not debatable. If you have historical proof that something happened uh, enough with conspiracy theories, like it's not debatable. So she's being a, a very vocal activist for LGBTQ rights in Ghana. Now it's just conversational level, but I'm really, really proud when people start doing uh, these things. And so please go and check out uh, her uh, Twitter page. Uh, you can find it also looking for African LGBT history. She will come out. Another person that I really want to uh, give support to is um, uh, a photographer and a video maker, a Ghanaian artist who's just launched a GoFund uh, GoFundMe page to support uh, her documentary about LGBT history in Ghana. So you see, there are so many people that are starting to tell the truth about history and about the fact that homosexuality, I mean, is something that has always been there. And so there's nothing to be so scared about because seriously, homophobia means really, literally, no? Phobia means fear. And so I don't understand what you have to be scared about. But anyway, so Josie, pardon me, Josie, if I say it wrong. But anyway, Josie Ngminvielu on Twitter, she's at KW underscore IRE. And she's trying to produce the first 
uh, her documentary, her first documentary about the existence of LGBT in Ghanaian culture. And so please check her on Twitter and support the project if you can, because I think there are stories that need to be told. And I think we are experiencing change and it's so beautiful when you see it and it makes me very, very happy. So I don't know, probably there was something more I wanted to talk about, but I think we used enough time. I don't want to use too much of your time. Next week, uh, I will figure out something better in terms of timelines for the recording because I'm always late because there's so much going on, but it's, it's all good. New things will come. Um, I will probably have a workshop coming about uh, history of advertising, creativity, influencers, and social media. So um, stay tuned because uh, it's coming up. And please give me your comments, not only in private. I love the private compliments. And, and that, I mean, it's fine. The compliments, you can give it to me in private. But if there's any comment, any things that even pisses you off when you listen to this, please let me know and and, and, and and let's talk about it. So thank you so much for your time and see you again very soon with episode four of Opinions Are Mine.